Praise the Lord and welcome to the broadcast today. I'm Pastor Curtis Hutchinson. This is Cross Time with Pastor Curtis. I have a special guest with me again this Friday morning. Sister Angel Peace is with us and uh, she's all smiles and ready to worship the Lord this morning and we're glad to have her. And uh, before we get uh, into the broadcast today, I just want to remind us that we have uh, our sister Angel, rather, has a CD that she sells, that she made 10 wonderful worship songs on it. You can find it on our website, thecrosswaychurch.com. Just click on the store icon, and you'll find the avenue to purchase this. And it's the right time right now to get your copy and a copy for many of your other families, uh, family members or friends, co-workers, classmates. They will be blessed. I saw a a post on Facebook the other night of a whole family going to bed, children going to bed, listening to your CD at night, putting the kids to sleep. How blessed that is. I tell you, they're wonderful songs that she wrote, and they're so anointed. And if you love the truth, you will love that CD. Also, All God's Works Are Done in Truth, a little 62-page booklet I wrote about three or four years ago. Get your copy in the same place on the store. Uh, in the store, rather, on the website, thecrosswaychurch.com, and uh, you get your copy. It'll help you uh, with uh, much clarity when it comes to understanding the message of the cross and the Word of God as it all points to Jesus and what He did at Calvary, and you will be uh, excited to have it and be able to share with more clarity the truth of this great message, and I'm excited about that. Again, Sister Angel's with us this morning. I'm going to ask her to, uh, to go and get ready to play and sing for us this morning. And as she goes and prepares uh, in just a moment to play, I want to remind us that our God is still the faithful healer. Our God is still uh, the, one who, the one who heals and delivers and restores. And, and there's no need to go into this holiday season or any day of our lives uh, in some oppressed, depressed state, just look to Jesus, call on him this morning, and whatever your situation might be, just know this, that Jesus is still the healer, Jesus is still the restorer, he's still the deliverer, and whatever you've got going on in your life today, no matter how long it's been going on, as we worship the Lord this morning, I want you to know you can call on him, and he is the miracle worker. Let's believe God today for the miracle, the healing, the deliverance, the place of restoration that you need. And we're going to pray, and then we're going to uh, turn angel loose to worship the Lord here with us. And uh, we just want to believe God this morning. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this opportunity to be here today to, to, to worship you, to praise you, and to hear the word of the Lord. And just to come believing today that you are the healer, the deliverer, the one who restores the one who makes the crooked path straight, the one who heals everything and gives strength to all things that are weak. And we pray this morning for the miracles that are needed for the people who are watching, the people who are not even watching. Lord, we pray for their healing and their deliverance today. And we give you all the praise for it now. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. Hallelujah.
hallelujah. Thanks for singing the answer this morning, for it is Jesus, hallelujah. He is the answer for all things. God sent him. I've been studying in the book of Psalms in chapter 19. The Bible reveals that the Lord causes each day and each night to speak and to utter knowledge and that he put a measuring line in the midst of all his creation, days and nights, and and said he put uh, uh, made a tabernacle for the sun that shines, and he said it's as is it's as if a, a bridegroom is coming out of his chamber rejoicing to run a race. And I think about Jesus coming out of his glorious chamber as our bridegroom to come run this race of victory and to give us all the freedom and liberty that we need from sin, and even the healing that angels singing about today from. Anything that attacks us, oppression, depression, physical infirmities, uh, just anything that comes along, Jesus is the answer. And that means what he did at Calvary is the answer. So, man, thanks for singing those wonderful songs this morning. You have such a beautiful voice, and the Lord is, surely has his hand upon you. And we're just blessed and fortunate to have you uh, ministering with us. And all of you today, thanks for tuning in. And, and uh, we're going to continue to look today at what it means to be a disciple of Christ, scripturally, uh, not our thoughts and opinions, but what it means according to what Jesus taught in the Word to be a disciple. And we'll look this morning at our springboard scripture, if you will, John 8 and 30, and uh, 8 and 30 through 32, and Jesus, the Bible says, spoke these words uh, as many believed upon him. Uh, he spoke to those Jews which believed on him. Now, we got to get that now. He, he spoke to the Jews that believed on him, and he said, If you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed. And this morning, I want us to focus on a little uh, two words that say, Go on. Disciples go on with Jesus. Not they say they do, but they are found going on with Jesus. They're what he says here, if you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed. And that word indeed means truly. Then are you truly more than just saying you believe upon me, thinking you believe on me. If you continue in my word, then you are truly my disciples. And the result is you'll know the truth and the truth shall make you free. And and that is what the disciple of Christ is all about. It's far beyond a church service or, or anything of that nature. It's about following Christ, continuing to believe. Disciples continue to believe. There is that initial point where we accept Christ as our Lord and we believe he's the Son of God and what he did at Calvary was for our sins, for us to be forgiven. But then we also have to follow him. That's what Jesus taught in Luke 9 and 23 and Luke 9 uh, I mean, 14 and 27, he says, If any man come after me, he must deny himself, take up his cross daily. There's that going on, and follow him. And in Luke 14, 27, he said, Unless you bear your cross, you can't be my disciple. And I think we covered that last week, that there has to be a love for him above the love for family or anything of this world to be able to be his disciple. And we always need to bring out the word disciple means learner. That means learning. We can't continue to learn of him unless we're following him. And he said we can't follow him without a cross. But the Lord showed me Matthew 11 and 29 uh, a couple of days ago. 
where Jesus also taught that if we would take his yoke upon us and learn of him, that, that's that going on. It's not having learned. It's not I, I prayed and became a Christian. But he says, take my yoke upon you and learn of me. That is that going on learning process because I am meek and lowly in heart. And, and the Lord just exploded this in my scripture this week, uh, in my heart this week, concerning our learning of him. We've got to learn to experience his meekness and his lowliness because he says that you shall find rest unto your souls. This is what we're learning, to rest in Christ, to to grow in Christ, to trust Christ, to to to, to find the, the peace that's there, the deliverance that's there. But let's read this again. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. That means, number one, he's got to be the one teaching us by his spirit. And number two, the... the the result of it has got to be his meekness and his lowliness because, and it says in heart there, because only there are we going to find the rest to our souls. We, we can start going to a local church, but that don't mean we're going to have rest in our soul. We can start reading the Bible and, and praying, but that doesn't mean our soul is going to find rest until we look at Jesus as the lamb, the gentle lamb who was lowly, he was meek and lowly in heart. That means that's what he was made up of. That's, that's who he was. He was meek and lowly. He didn't come to try to uh, give his opinion about everything. He didn't come to try to become the earthly king and reign over Rome like the, all the Jews wanted him to do. But he came in meekness and lowliness of heart. And there's where he rested in a trust for his heavenly father to bring about the plan for his purpose on this earth and that's where we will find the the rest for our souls he says if we find that meekness and lowliness that was in his heart that's for us and we know that psalms 23 and 3 tells us he restores my soul and i noticed this week the first four letters of the word restore is rest restore he wants to restore me every day because every day things come into my mind, into my life. Sometimes in the natural, they come, uh, or, or, I'm, or I let myself be carried off into things through the lust of my own mind or the distractions of this world. And I need to return to a place of rest. And it's only going to be found in what Jesus did at the cross through his meekness and his lowliness of heart. But it says there in Psalms 23 and 3, he restores my soul. He leads me. Again, going on. Disciples go on. Disciples aren't just a one-time belief. That's what one of the big uh, deceptions is in the church. Well, I believed one time. No, well, Jesus said, you've got to follow me. You've got to continue in my word. And the two things that we talked about last week that are discipleship requirements is you got to hear we see in John 8 you got to continue in my word and in Luke we see 9 and 23 you got to take up your cross through the denial of self take up the cross faith in what he did at Calvary and follow him so discipleship has two requirements deny self because self is what will end up without the rest of God 
and, and, and the, 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 the fleshly self. I mean, we're, we are a self. We, we, we are a self. We, who I am is who I am myself. But denying self is denying anything that would hinder me trusting in the cross of Christ. And who he is is my meek and lowly in heart Savior. And every day he wants to restore my soul again to a place of rest. And he does that in Psalms 23, verse 3. We're reading, by leading us, that's not a one-time belief, he leads me in the paths of righteousness. And so, and it's for his namesake. It's for the fruit of his glory, the fruit of his name, for his namesake, the power of his namesake. What does that mean, for his namesake? That means when we allow him to lead us in the paths of righteousness, we experience the rest for our soul. And it's all for his name's sake to prove the power of the name that angels sing about. We do more than sing about the name of Jesus. We, we trust in, we call upon, we depend upon what that name means, our salvation, our rest, our assurance, our peace, our joy. It's all found in Christ. And, and Christianity is really what the disciples were called because they kept going on with Jesus. And that's what discipleship is. It's going on with Jesus. And you just jump in any time. You have anything to say, you just go ahead. So I'll, you just butt in now. <laughs> when the Lord gives you something, you just butt in. So it's one thing to hear truth inwardly for oneself, truth that I need, truth that guides me on. And uh, oh, and it's but it's quite a different thing to merely hear about it. A lot of people sit in church and hear about what the preacher's preaching, but it's not until it begins to penetrate that heart and it becomes what they're receiving for themselves. Let me say this morning that faith is always bore out of necessity. I know faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. But faith is not going to come by hearing and hearing by the word of God unless I see the need for it to come. Faith, that, that, that's how the message of the cross began to burn again some 25 years ago in, in this nation and even all across the world again here and there in, in small places because the, the need was seen. Our desperation drove us to a place. I need to be living for Christ. I, I need to be experiencing the fruit of the Spirit and, and, and being honest with myself. I realized that I wasn't. Things weren't working. I was desperate. And the Lord brought the message of the cross, the message that brings the power, the rest, the peace, all the fruit that Jesus died for me to be able to experience. He brought it to me, but it wasn't till it became personal to me. I wasn't just listening to someone on the radio and about what they were saying. I was, but until it became personal for me, the truth that I needed uh, to, to, to get back in the race in a victorious way, did it, did it, until that point, it didn't happen. You can't just be listening to a preacher you got to accept the truth that Jesus is trying to offer you through that preacher. And when you do, you're back in a place of being led by him, growing and experiencing the, the restoration that's daily of soul rest. Soul rest. And, you know, when we realize that Jesus is the answer and I'm not and he, he's got what I need and I can't make it happen, 
then that's a broken place and I begin to cry out and and I begin to uh, deny myself and what I think and the way that I had pictured and drawn out the way it's got to be and I just trust in Jesus and his way of the cross and I have to, I have to believe that I have to trust him because discipleship is not me just going to church discipleship is me going on with Jesus and if I am then the fruit of that will be there and it will be the fruit of his rest, his lowliness, his meekness. And I won't have to have the last word. And I won't have to cuss to make people think that I'm serious now. I'll just be able to rest in who he is and what he's done for me as a disciple. And all of what you've mentioned requires a surrendered heart. Just like listening to a message, you can't take any of it in. You can't apply it to your life without being surrendered entirely. Just like what Pastor Mark Goldwire mentioned at the Determined Camp meeting, worship. It's not a song or a service. It's a lifestyle. And the only way to truly enter into worship is to have a surrendered heart and to be a disciple of Christ, to be entirely surrendered to him. Absolutely. That, that is the fruit of Christ. Who, mm -hmm. uh, you know, what we needed couldn't be found on the earth. It had to come from heaven. Mm -hmm. Our salvation could not be found. And the salvation we had to have, what was God looking for? A surrendered heart to him. That's what he started with, with the first Adam in the garden. He was surrendered to God. He, he had all the power over the earth God had given him. He, he just kept the garden. And he had a surrendered heart to God. He lived by the faith that he had received the word through of God, that he was free to eat of all the trees in the garden. Just don't eat off that one tree. And, and, and while that was going on, he was living in fellowship with God in a surrender to God. But when he sinned, the whole world's been corrupt since then. So <clears throat> what we needed, what God was looking for, is what we needed. And it was a surrendered heart, but nobody could surrender the way God was looking for a surrendered heart. It had to come from heaven. Jesus had to come and live this lowly of heart, meek life, surrendered to every word of the Father, every work of the Father. And that's a great point you bring up, that true worship is, is not about the music, it's not about the song, it's not about anything but a surrendered heart. That's what God's looking for. Right. A heart that is surrendered and the only avenue of surrender is the cross. Jesus was surrendered every day of his life living in meekness and lowliness of heart but it was when he went to the cross that he was planted as the incorruptible seed in death and there, our faith plants us together in the likeness of that death, so we get the fruit of that death, and that is a surrendered heart. We can have a surrendered heart because Jesus surrendered his heart. So we actually have the heart of Christ. The Bible calls it the mind of Christ. The Bible says we have the mind of Christ. Well, the mind and the heart... They're intrinsically placed together. They're pretty much one and the same. The heart of man, the mind of man. The Bible says, as a man thinketh in his heart, mm -hmm. so is he. And so when, when the Lord gave us through faith in the sacrifice of Christ, not just salvation and a seed in heaven, but the mind of Christ. He, he gave us the heart of Christ. We have now an opportunity to walk in that surrendered place 
but only if our faith is in that which Christ completely surrendered in humble and obedience unto death. For there's where the door came open to us to be able to be surrendered. We, we say, well, I finally surrendered and went to church. Yeah, but have you surrendered to Christ yet? Because surrendering to go to church, that's one thing. Surrendering to, 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 to do the, and that's a good thing. But, and there are different levels and places of surrender. I finally begin to give tithes and offerings. I finally begin to study the word for myself. Uh, but it, overall, it only counts if it's a surrender to Christ. Or, or call it what you will, surrender to God, our Father in heaven, through faith in Christ. Because he's the only one who has a true and perfect surrendered heart. He's the only one. I can't have, it, it's his heart. It's his meekness and lowliness that God sees through to look for mine. If, if I don't have faith in Christ, and I don't mean had, because remember, we've seen today that going on, discipleships, Jesus said, is continuing in my word and knowing the truth that makes us free. We're already free from sin, from the guilt of sin in God's eyes, the condemnation and the wrath of God. But am I living from the freedom of the, a heart that will condemn me if there's sin in my life? So there's more freedom and liberty to be experienced. James called it the law, the perfect law of liberty. Speaking of God's words, <clears throat> in the context of God's words, we will find liberty. And that's what Jesus means when he says, continue in my word and you will be my disciples truly and you'll know the truth and the truth will make you free. And again, we've been made free from the pits of hell, but we're being made free daily. I'm being made free from Curtis daily. You're being made free from angel daily. We're, we're, because we're our biggest problem is self. Right. What we want, what I want to think of myself. And we all have a problem of thinking a little more highly of ourselves than we ought to. And the cross is where we find that self being put away in Jesus, putting on the new man, putting on Christ, and letting him reign in our lives with that meek and lowly of heart that only he can offer. And it's got to be that way. There's scripture here in Ephesians 4 and 20 through 24. Uh, and, and, and this is what the Lord gave the Apostle Paul and he gave to the church in Ephesus. And, and he gives it to us today. He says, but you have not so learned Christ. And he just gets through mentioning sinful, uh, fleshly sinful things such as fornication and that nature. He says, but you have not learned, so learned Christ. That, that Christ doesn't teach us those things. He says, if so be that you have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus. The truth is not anywhere else but in Jesus. That's the only place truth is found is in Jesus. And the in place, the entrance into Jesus is the death that he provided for us at Calvary, that he died for us. That's the in place. Uh, and we constantly have our faith in Christ. That means faith in his death so that we can continue, as he taught, to follow him with faith in the cross and be taught by him because the only place truth exists 
is in him. That's why every word of God, Jesus declared in his prayer to his heavenly Father in John 17, thy word is truth. His words written are truth, but he is the fullness of the, what's the word, the person personification of the written word of God. He's the living word. So for us to continue in what's written, we must continue to follow the one who is the living word and what he did for us at Calvary because that's the only way we can experience the truth that's found in Jesus. And he goes on to say that you put off concerning the former conversation, which is lifestyle, the old man, put off the old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lusts. Deceitful, we know what that means. It means you, you think something is right. You, you have a desire for something. And, and guess what? It's, uh, by the time that's all said and done, the dust settles. That desire wasn't of God. And you find out it was only your lustful flesh. Mm -hmm. And oh boy, we could talk about that. We could have a whole session or a whole week-long session on desire. Because we can desire something, but if it's not a godly desire, then it's going to get us in trouble. You remember Eve? The Bible says when, when she saw that the tree of the knowledge of good and evil was that which was to be desired for something, but it was a wrong desire, and it was fulfilling the desires of her lustful flesh, but it was a wrong desire. Not all desires are of God. And we have the Spirit of God, and we can discern what is and what is not of God if we're following Christ, if we're His disciples continuing in His Word, because it's only His Word that can discern even among the thoughts in our hearts, which are, is, that's a wrong desire, and that's, that's, a, that's, that's a right desire. Godly versus ungodly desire. Sometimes uh, we get carried off by wrong desires. I thought I'd throw that in. We better not teach on it. Be here all week. He says in verse 24, and that you put on the new man, wait, verse 23, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Renewed in the spirit of your mind. That means that mind you were given at the born-again experience, the mind of Christ, that the Lord now in the new covenant is able to write his words of life and liberty in your mind. That's Hebrews chapter 8, the very end of that chapter. That we're renewed. That means daily we renew. We go back to where God made us new. Back, we go back daily to where he gave us the new mind, the new mind of Christ, where he began to write his words of life and liberty on the tablets of our minds. We walk there each and every day. So we, what do we do? We go on in the new place where he began to write his words of life and liberty on the tablets of our mind and you put on the new man you put this on every day i'm not talking about the flaky stuff where we get up out of bed and say let me let me pack, put on my my gaunt, you know and all that weird stuff there are people out there doing that and it's not getting them anything but trouble uh because it's not working for them he says but and that you put on the new man which is after which is after god is created in righteousness and true holiness. If we're being taught by Christ, we're being taught the truth that's in him because our faith is in him, meaning what he did at Calvary. And, and, and daily we put off the old man and we put on the new man. That simply put, you don't need a 50-chapter a book. It simply means you're trusting in what he did to make you new and you're following him through that faith 
and that is the putting on of the new man because that man was created in righteousness and true holiness. Why? Because God had to create us in that which he made us servants of because it's the only avenue of service to him. It's the only avenue of serving God is in righteousness. That's why he made you a servant of righteousness, Romans chapter 6, so that we could what? Go on serving righteousness, not the sin nature. We, we have two choices. We can serve, Romans 6 teaches, we can serve the sin nature that's unto death, or we can serve righteousness that's unto life, obedience, righteousness that's unto obedience. And, uh, or obedience that's under righteousness. One of them's faith in the cross, the other one's faith in anything else. So we, we, we're learning what discipleship really is, what it means, and it means to follow Jesus, but that's not any way I just make up. I follow him the way he said I had to follow him, which was two things, continuing in his word, his word is truth, and truth only in him, and to take up my cross through the denial of self to follow him daily. This is a daily. See, daily means going on. The disciples go on. Disciples, they don't quit. They don't quit. And it's not Christian and then disciple. The disciples were first called Christians mm -hmm. because uh, some of the amazing things you'll learn is that Jesus didn't say go make Christians. Right. He said go make disciples mm -hmm. of all nations. So anything you'd like to add? Um, just to go back Mm -hmm. on desires. Mm -hmm. I know you didn't want to stay ahead, on it yeah. long. Um, in youth class a few weeks back, we taught out of Jonah. And, you know, um, Jonah got swallowed up by a big fish because mm -hmm. he was running from what the Lord wanted him. He wasn't following the path that the Lord gave him. Mm -hmm. And anything could be your fish. Yeah, Anything could just swallow you right up and take you away. And you you don't know if you'll come out in three days, you know. You could just get taken away. Anything could be your big fish. Um, so being a disciple, it's, it's our desire to follow what the Lord has for you and to clear our mind of what we want. Because, you know, you were just saying it's not our own agenda following the Lord. We can try to follow Jesus how we feel like we should, mm -hmm. but that's not what he has for us. His way is always better every time. Amen. Well, it takes the cross. Uh, it takes the cross. It took the cross to save us. It'll take the cross to experience the will of God each day, and that's a great, uh, great point. Uh, there are many things that are the big fish. Mm -hmm. uh, you know it, <clears throat> and I mean, desires can look like they're good, uh, but it's not necessarily God's will. Right. Uh, and, and a lot of times uh, we let our uh, the things that we've been gifted by God with uh, we we try to we try to make a place for our able to pastor or preach or teach mm -hmm. or sing or play an instrument or whatever we try to make our own way but you know the the Lord gave us the gift and so it's to be used in His own way and. Uh, Jonah was called by God to be a prophet, and he was a prophet, but uh, he, he, had a, he had a wrong heart toward what God wanted to do. Uh, and it was, of course, I mean, we might even say it turned in a, to some kind of racial issue because he, he was jealous over, mm -hmm. he didn't want God to save a nation right. that were Gentile unbelievers because they weren't them. And 
And I can see a little bit of understanding in that, that they weren't Jews and how could God, but, but, but the Lord was trying to teach Jonah something also that all the world was his and he wants to save all the world. And uh, so, uh, you know, Jonah running from God, you know, you can run to the Lord and, and, and experience the, the reflection of the power of the gospel in the face of the Lord, or we can turn our back and run from the Lord, try to do it our own way. That's a good point you brought out, because I believe if we are running from the Lord, there's a big fish of some sort waiting with his mouth wide open, yeah. and, they, and we will be swallowed up in our own fleshly deceitful lusts, and it won't work out good. And because what can be better than the will of the Lord and the fruit of the Lord? There's nothing better than that. Uh, and so we need to uh, pay attention to what certain... I've, I've watched individuals, they have a desire for uh, certain things, and it's obvious, obvious that God wants us to have certain things, but if we try to go after some desire in our heart, and, and, we're, and we're desiring to do it this way, it's, it's not gonna it's not gonna work out for us. So anyway, I hope you're gaining a little more understanding on discipleship, and it's not really what you hear in most of the church today. But come to the uh, discipleship class at five o'clock on Sunday evening, and let's study here and there. There is no discipleship learning unless we're in the scriptures, learning how they relate to Christ and His redemptive work at Calvary, and how it applies to us today. And <clears throat> because we must have the focus as that, the cross of Christ, the great redemptive plan of God, not just to get in the kingdom, but to make it through this life with kingdom power. And uh, we must continue in the word of God as it is truth making us free. And that truth is only found in Christ. And we must literally deny ourselves, take up our cross daily, to follow Christ so that he can continue as we go on to give us those things that we need. Amen? Mm -hmm. Amen. Praise the Lord. We're going to let Angel go and minister to some more for us this morning. And again this morning, as we gather here in this place and we hear the word of the Lord, the Lord confirms the word with signs and wonders, with, with healings and deliverances. So uh, we, we've given you scriptural truth, and we believe today the Lord's going to confirm that as you cry out to the Lord Jesus Christ for the healing from whatever it is that's, that's touching and afflicting your body, your mind, your relationships, whatever it is, today's the day. Right now's the moment. So just ask the Father that loves you so much he gave his son and that with him he's promised to give you freely all things. Let's worship and pray this morning. Believe the Lord.
to the Lamb. Hallelujah to the Lamb. 
Glory to God. I want to speak these words to you today just like Jesus spoke. Be ye healed. Call on Him. He's the one who holds the power in His hands. Be ye healed. He's the one that will restore your soul today. He's the one who has that meekness and lowliness of heart that God looks for, that God requires. It's only Him who has that kind of heart. And our faith in Him allows the Lord to see that heart in us, that new heart we've been given, that new mind we've been given, that new spirit that we have, all because of a heavenly Father sending His only begotten Son to die for us, to bring about a people of God that were not a people, a people that can follow Him now and be in relationship with Him and communion with Him. And I'm so thankful today to know Him and to know that everything that comes our way to attack us or to distract us, we can look unto Jesus and we can find the way of life. We can find our souls being restored every single day as we allow him to lead us in that path of righteousness for his name's sake, for his name's sake. God bless you. We love you, and we are praying for you. Send us a message. Tell us what you need. We'll pray for you. Send us the healing and the, the deliverance testimonies as we believe God is doing those things today. And uh, be sure and tune in uh, Sunday morning at 10 a.m. We'll be here worshiping the Lord, giving Him all the praise and being equipped and prepared for the days ahead, especially for His coming. And uh, you can see everything we do at Crossway at the website, thecrosswaychurch.com. The YouTube channel, Curtis Hutchinson 316. We just give God all the praise for everything he's doing today. Thanks, Sister Angel, for coming in and being a part of this time on Friday morning. And we'll try to have you back uh, soon and just continue and just have a great time in the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. One more time before we leave, be ye healed in the name of Jesus. God bless you. We'll see you next time. Until then, stay determined to know absolutely nothing but Christ and Him crucified. God bless you.